0: Hey, Bucketbusters! We had some issues with the audio for this episode. One of our hosts might sound like he's in a concert hall, bathroom, or that he's turned into an alien. We thank you in advance for continuing to tune in. Now, here are the guys. What's good, Portland? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the Glorious, the Notorious, Tim Johnson, Rip City, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson, how you living, my friend? Doing good here in the Rose City, man. Ah, oh, yeah, and of course, we have the special guest once again jj from the bay area
1: keep it weird portland keep it weird <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> keeping it weird and last game was a weird one blazers 108 bulls 111 kind of a rough one for us um guys what did you think it was it was tough man that was a hard game to watch definitely a hard game to watch um just for quick stats here I have Lillard with 24 points nine assists he was 35.3 percent from the field also only 27 percent from the from the three-point line um JJ what do you what do you think of Damian Lillard's performance against the Bulls
1: I don't know I'm torn you know I there's part of me that you know I was reading Twitter last night, and a lot of the Blazer fans were calling out Dame saying that there was a lack of energy, and energy starts with your stars, and he's he's the main ingredient to the plot, right? Uh, There's a side of me that also thinks that uh, Stotts is to blame, and I'm sure we're going to dive into that. And, you know, we've been covering this, and it's an ongoing issue. Defense, defense, defense. Come on, guys. Yeah. Tim said it last time, defense wins championships. I know people are going to say it's too early to panic, but go ahead. I
2: mean, it's hard to say you're a good defensive team when you're giving up over 100 points every game, right? I yeah, mean, true. But the Bulls scored 111. I mean, it definitely seems like the Blazers are still trying to outscore opponents. Um, but, you know, to, to the fans' point, I don't think they're wrong when they're talking about Dane. Uh, the guys something's been off with him all season i mean his his field goal percentage proves that um you know nurk hasn't been the same uh it's i I don't know what we're watching right now uh I, i don't know how you feel about it ro but uh it it definitely seems like cj is having to put the team on his shoulders and he's not getting a lot of help from everyone also, I don't think the fans are wrong for criticizing Stotts, I think the, the media is doing it too, but at the same time, you know, we're only seven games into the season, granted it's a shortened season, but it's still seven games. That being said, I don't like what we're seeing, mainly because we're not seeing much from Stotts, but I'm curious if he's still just trying to maybe figure some things out. Uh, anyway, go, go ahead Ro, what, what were you going to say? I think Dame Lillard it's I'm I'm a little heartbroken over his
0: performance because you know coming out of the bubble I think he took the next step in that superstardom. You know what I mean like he said Portland is my team. I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm going to shoot it from the half court line. I'm going to drain it in your face and I'm going to call game every game. Mm-hmm. And he really he really had mm-hmm. one of the most amazing performances in the bubble he was one of the biggest draws for the bubble and for him to come out a little bit flat at the beginning of the season kind of sucks but you know he's a superstar and you're hoping that he gets to mid-season form soon cj mccollum yeah i mean he's the the contrast before you move on to cj man
2: yeah he, uh, he totally is but like you know to piggyback off of what you said about dame is you know the fact that Nurk isn't playing well. I think you saw in that last game against the Bulls. I wonder if he's just maybe taking a back seat to try and get Nurk involved, trying trying to to catch his rhythm. I don't know what you guys think about that.
1: I think you make a great point. I I felt that Dame, because they were up, he was being a good leader and he tried to get his team involved, especially in Nurk. I mean. Nine assists from Dame. Um, Not many people are mentioning that. Mm -hmm. They're mentioning the the field goal percentage. So, um, I mean, strategically, I think that was right where they tried to get Nurk involved. But one thing that I did notice was that Cantor was within the main lineup when they were up by 20. Mm -hmm. And then do you guys feel that Stotts kind of forced his hand with, with Nurk? Like, all right, let's let's get this guy going. Let's let's get his confidence back. Let's get his group back. Was that the right move to do?
2: You know, I think that's actually on Dame. I, I think Dame is he's just that type of leader that is looking to make the players around him better. And I think, especially with his relationship with Nurk, I think he knows that either it was either him or cj that said the team runs when nurk runs like when nurk is playing well the whole team plays well and so i think i think dame probably took that onus upon his own shoulders to get nurk uh more in rhythm than than what he has been because i mean to be honest guys nurk has been awful
0: yeah yeah. I mean Nurkic has not been very good. I mean he did get a double double. He got twelve and eleven with uh forty percent of shooting. But, but it's but- like a
2: it's like a it's a passionless double double, you know? The guy's out there with with no no passion. I, and, and I think not not to cut you off, Ro, but and I think no, you're okay. JJ you know what JJ said about um Cantor being in the lineup when we were up. It's because Cantor's out there fighting for every rebound. I mean that, that guy that guy was out there uh playing with heart and I didn't see that really from anybody on the court besides him. Yeah, me
0: me too. I mean Nurkic, the stats don't really show the impact that he had on the game, and it wasn't very much to be honest. He he looked pretty slow, he looked a little lost on defense. Um he was caught in these pick and roll situations where he was on a faster guard and he wasn't backpedaling fast enough um he's just it feels like he kind of has a ways to go or that Stotts is not putting him in the right position to succeed with his skill set um on the flip side we have CJ McCollum who went 26 and 4 he was shooting great I mean 47% from the field 42% at the three-point line um JJ what did what did you think of CJ's performance
1: okay if we're gonna talk about the last seven games, I think the the main takeaway is that CJ is in all star all star form. I think that's the greatest green. takeaway. Like, there's it's one green. thing that you know people have been kind of criticizing about the Blazers is can Dame and CJ work together? Can CJ, you know, become this one caliber player that we could count on? The next Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, his game is just so smooth. It's so enjoyable to watch. And if there's anything that I want to take away from this, you know, mini road trip and the Bulls game is that CJ is here to play.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, but his game is super smooth. But at the same time, like, I feel feel like the Blazers fall into... They get tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. right? So especially especially in a tight game or or or, you know when they're down when the pressure's on they get this tunnel vision like they need to hoist up all these contested threes instead of making the smart play and and shooting within the arc you know going for those easy buckets um granted i will say the fact that nurk is playing terrible right now he seems to have completely lost his touch around the rim I don't know if you guys noticed that, but the guy missed every first attempt he took and had to get a tip back. Um, I don't know if he's just trying to pad his stats or what, but uh, you know the 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 thing that bothered me uh, the most while I was watching the game was the fact that a uh, Nurk's touch is non-existent and b. Uh, the Blazers are getting way too three happy, especially with a hand in their face, Uh, you know, fast forwarding towards the end of the game. The last six minutes, we took one shot inside the arc, one shot and missed. But you look at, you look at the, the shots that they took in those six minutes, they were all contested threes. Like you got to play better ball than that. I mean, it's a team for a reason. In watching CJ trying to play hero ball every night, it's not in one, it's not enjoyable and, and two, it's not gonna win you many games.
1: So Ro, I wanted to ask you, do you think that CJ's game kind of slows down the the flow of the Blazers? Is he at at the times where you know they should kill the clock, they're up by so and so? And they take terrible shots, like Tim said. A terrible shot is essentially a turnover. Right, guys?
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Terrible shot is a turnover. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen isolation basketball and then a hand in the face and a shot by the Blazers. I think that the rhythm does slow down sometimes when CJ has the ball and he kind of has that style where he pounds the rock for a while, dribbles it around and either cuts or, sh- you know, shoots a fadeaway or shoots a jumper in someone's eye. But he's his the only one producing right now. So it's hard to get mad at his production. The thing that I want to see more ball movement from is just the team in its entirety. And you got to start with your leader, Lillard, because as the point guard. You're supposed to be the initiator of offense. You're supposed to be the floor general. You're supposed to point out where the screens need to go and where the ball is supposed to swing. And I don't see that from them. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I don't know if that's Lillard's problem. I don't know if that's Stott's problem. I know I'm. this is like shots fired right now because these are like our main dudes, but the ball isn't flying the way that it should with this particular team. And we're stacked. We have a stacked team. Charles Barkley yeah. said said i'm betting money on this on this roster they didn't even play a game yet so there is no reason for the ball not to fly around and for like the 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 starters and the sixth man to get to double digits in points
1: i think all the blazer fans have the general consensus that this is a better roster right compared to previous years
2: well and, and and i don't think it's just blazer fans i mean uh, you look at all the all the, the media that was surrounding the the acquisitions. I mean, everyone thinks that this is a great roster. Everyone. Yeah. But for some reason, they're just not producing. I mean, maybe somebody can tell me why in the world Stotts doesn't have Derek Jones Jr. cutting to the rim every freaking play. <laughs> it, I, I guarantee four, five, six times out of ten, you're getting a dunk or an easy layup. It, it, at the bare minimum, keep the defense honest. At the bare minimum. Because because if you don't have any scoring in the paint... Why
1: do you guys agree with that Melo and Cantor should be on the floor together, let alone in the fourth quarter to Ooh, close out hot. a game?
0: This is a very hot topic. Tim, I'm
2: going to let Tim go first. Alright. I'm going to say no. I don't agree with that because... Melo's the same type of player as CJ McCullum or Dame Lillard. He's gonna try and play Hero Ball. He did play some good defense early on in the game, but you can't rely on that guy's defense. Cantor does not play defense, he's there to get you second chance points. And I don't I don't understand why we're having those two on the on, on the court at the same time. In my, in my humble opinion. I think you got a bench mellow you know forget doing right by his his legacy screw that you know <laughs> the, you're here to win games right there's one goal in, in in every season and that's to win win a championship right and this team has all the pieces in place this team has all the pieces in place to make a deep deep run and for some reason we're putting in broke down carmelo anthony instead of Giving more minutes to Gary Trent, who's proven that he's a good defender, he's got a shot, he can be creative, he can distribute. I don't understand why that guy's not getting more minutes versus Carmelo. He played 10 minutes less than Carmelo. 10 minutes! Hey, stuts. You know what's going to protect Melo's legacy?
0: A championship. You know what's going to win you a championship? Defense. Defense, defense, defense from your second unit. You have enough scores. Lillard and CJ—they've already proven it. Those two together, that's a walking playoff berth. Automatically, you don't even—you don't even need defense. They proved that last year, right? They were—they were the worst in defense for the bubble, right? Literally last, they were like 28th or something like that. Ridiculous. But you know what got them there was the offense. From Lillard and C.J. So you know what you don't need? You don't need you don't need Mello. You need Gary Trent Jr. to give you some defense,
2: and you gotta nurture the young ones, man. Like Mello's spot. Yes, and here's the thing. Like, go ahead. Like Mello, Mello is a cool party trick, if you ask me. I let lo- and don't get me wrong. I love Mello. I've always loved Mello. Uh, I think you know early on he was a little too selfish. He never played defense, but his his jumper is pure it's he's got a beautiful game but the guy is in his twilight in in the twilight of his career and you've got a guy like gary trent hungry to make a name for himself and he's good he's good nobody can say he's not good he's probably gonna go
1: it's it's all about combinations and rotations right like i
2: mean it it and it is and 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 that's kind of where i was he- uh, leading to is you know you've got you've got damon cj you know they're going to lock up the starting one and two spot right three and four you got derek jones junior and roco i don't think you really have much of another option at the four than roco right now especially cuz you lost collins who was going to be the starting four um and then you're going to you're going to play nurk right regardless of of his uh ineffectiveness lately you're gonna you're gonna play nerd because you know what he can do when he gets rolling um you know roco we haven't seen i haven't seen enough from roco uh this season yet but again it's still early he can still like he's still got plenty of time to show us what he's going to do for this team but i think as much as i love derrick jones jr i think his minutes would be better served for the team off the bench and you insert gary trent jr in that starting three spot to lock up whoever it is that you would lock up with with Derek uh, jones jr i think your lineups significantly significantly improve at that point and then that way you have Derek jones jr on the second unit you don't have to rely on uh, well, I mean, really, let's be honest, there is no one to rely on as far as defense goes in the second unit. Um, I, and, and, I, and I think that would free up Derek Jones to make more offensive plays.
1: I think that Mello is like what Tim said, you know, he's good for what he is, which is coming off the bench, not closing out games. You have all this attention on CJ and Dane. You don't need more offense. You need a balance with your rotation. You need at least some defense. With Melo and Cantor, that's the worst front court defense. Dame and CJ, is that a, is that a questionable backcourt? Just yeah. going off their height alone.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. Dame and CJ's defense is league average at best. Yes, they've significantly improved, but that's not saying Ooh. much because there wasn't much defense to begin with. Um, you know, what I would like to see is Melo getting, you know, no more than 10 to 12 minutes a game because I think he's taking away from our potential.
0: Yeah, I think this is the, the main takeaway from from JJ's question, which was which is really good, is if you're closing a game with with Melo, who's below average on defense, Cantor, who's below average on defense, Lillard. Who's average on defense? CJ, who's probably below average on defense. I don't know. Maybe that means your whole unit is below average on defense, and that's no way right. to close a game. Yep. Nope. No way to close a game. And speaking right. of closing games, I can we talk about the inbounds plays?
2: Can we talk about those two plays? What what inbounds <laughs> plays? You know what plays, right? I mean
1: No no screens. I I saw CJ just like trying to get free. Dame is on the top. Then you have Melo, corner three, that he does a quick turnaround jumper. And I'm just like, Yeah,
2: and I mean let's let's be let's be real here, guys. Chicago is not a good team. No. Chicago is not a good defensive team. No. No. <laughs> How do we lose this game? What irritates I mean, me... I mean, really, how do we lose this game? It comes down to the rotations and the lack of defensive adjustments.
0: Yes, and this is where we're kind of... We're kind of hoping that Stotts steps up his game, per se. Because what I saw was was just a lack of creative... Cre- creativity. A lack of creativity. I mean, one, mm-hmm. one big marker for whether or not you are a good coach or a great coach, okay is if you have good inbound plays where they get you points. I mean, Brad Stevens, let's talk about Brad Stevens real quick. He hasn't won a thing. But do you know what people know about Brad Stevens? That he's a good coach. You know why? Because you see his inbounds plays and he gets points every single time. Everyone knows that he's a great out-of-bounds coach. The first out-of-bounds plays, like Lillard does this start and stop thing. Where the defender runs into him He turns around and asks for a foul Like Stotts drew up a foul That is not right. a Closing minutes Or closing seconds kind of inbounds play That's that's like a second quarter play Where you could get a cheap foul But you're not getting cheap fouls within 20 seconds That doesn't happen No matter who you
1: are That's not even a play I mean as a coach you should tell your players to get the easier, The yes. easiest shot the
0: easiest shot.
1: You shouldn't be asking them for like fishing for fouls.
0: And it's not the easiest the shot. V- definitely is not run to the opposite corner and shoot a fadeaway three.
1: With your third, with with okay for the last play, he's not even the best. Like not even the second best player to take that shot. Yeah.
2: Are you talking Melo? Yeah. Yeah, take mellow, a Like
1: I'm not sure why you could you know like Harden is always able to get the ball. Yep. Right that well, is always yep. able to get the ball yep. even even russell westbrook he's able to get yep. the ball 100 yeah
2: i mean and and you know the i think the play that you were talking about Row, was when dame cut across court to hit that fadeaway three you know you have to give credit to dame for being creative enough to think about doing that but at the same time, he shouldn't have had to do that, take that difficult of a shot on an no, inbound. play. No, and there mm-hmm. is enough time for the inbounds play to have multiple
0: outs. That's what good coaches do. You have someone that cuts towards the basket, and you have someone available for the three. If the three is unavailable, you hit the guy at the basket, get a quick two, and then a quick foul, and start it all over again. That's what good coaches do.
2: Yes. Yes. And you know... It, Really, if Chicago was a decent defensive team, they, they would have stolen that ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so dangerous to throw a, a, an inbound pass like that. Oh, my I, goodness. I, it blew my mind. Blows my mind, too. With
0: that being said, um, I'm just going to talk about the last three games real quick. Kind of our three-game overview. Um, we had the Blazers facing the Warriors twice. The first game they won, 123-98. to 98. The second one, um, they lost 122 to 137, where Steph Curry blew up for 62 points. And, of course, this last one that we were talking about, Blazers 108, Bulls 111 in a loss.
2: So with those three, is there anything that you guys want to take away from these these past three games? I mean, I'll tell you one thing that bothered me from these past three games, especially that second game against the Warriors, is... Why weren't we trapping Curry? Why weren't we doubling Curry? You know, Steph Steph is going off on you. When he has 30 points, why are you not trying to stop him?
1: He already had I mean, 30 in the half. What are, yeah. what are the in-game inju- adjustments?
0: Yeah, I didn't see any. I didn't see any either. And literally, who else are you worried about on the Warriors? Can we be real here? I know they're, they're the Golden State Warriors and they're almighty. But there's only Steph Curry
2: left right now. Yeah, I mean, they're not the same. They're not the okay. same juggernaut that they
1: used to be. They had Oubre that was 0 for 15. They had Wiggins 2 for 17. I don't know. Wouldn't you guys want them to make the play? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, is, is that too hard to ask? The Honestly. math works
0: out there where you let those guys shoot. Stats? my goodness.
1: I mean you know, we're all
0: having our Stephen A. moment right now. <laughs> you know the
2: the thing is, I'm I'm not one to jump to firing the coach. I mean, I, we Neither said it before. I. We said it before. He's gonna be on the hot seat this season because it's kind of a make it or break it. Um, so far, he's sliding, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We. We, this team is unrecognizable this season I, yes it's still early we're seven games in you know one, one of one of the our twitter followers said to give it ten games but you know my question to that is we give it ten games then what what happens if there's no improvement we're already seven games in if we lose to the T-Wolves next game what? I mean what do you do You keep rolling with it just to see if Stotts miraculously changes the way he's he's coaching. I mean, I have a lot of love and respect for Stotts for what he's done uh, since the time he's gotten here. But for some reason, this season was supposed to be different, and it's different in all the wrong ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that we could agree on over these past three games, it's that something's wrong. Something is wrong with this team. Yeah. And you know what? We asked for help. Us at Busted Bucket. We asked for help. We hit the Twitter polls. And, you know, Tim came up with this one. He said, Rip City, how does this team get right? Hit us with your comments. And it was a poll. There are four options trade, wait it out, more Giles, which I love, and fire stats. <laughs> Free Giles. <laughs> hashtag free giles um the first one (laughs) trade so we we got a total of 117 votes and the first one trade uh got five percent of the votes waited out got 17 percent of the votes more giles got 23 percent of the votes and fire stats got 54 percent of the votes 54 for fire stats and i actually wanted to go through the comments here and i'm gonna Give a shout out to our Twitter Twitter followers that actually responded with comments like at M-U-F-C underscore N-Y-G underscore P-D-X. He said Nurk doesn't seem himself, Dame and CJ still can't defend very well, and Roko and DJJ will need time to gel and learn their teammates' tendencies. Time is the only answer way too early to panic, JJ how do you respond to that comment?
1: Well, first off, thank you. Shout out. Shout out. MUFC underscore NYG underscore PDX. (laughs) Much love. If time is the only answer, the thing that I'm thinking of right now is the West is a a gauntlet, right? Yeah. Tim said, okay, if 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 the threshold is 10 games to make changes, what happens after that? Um... Each game matters in the West, as we learned from last year. So I guess my next question for my my host here is what is your panic level one through ten right now?
2: Tim, I'll let you go first. I mean, right now, I mean, it's (laughs) after watching that game, it was pretty high. But, you know, the more I thought about it, yes the team does still need more time to figure it out but we're in a shortened season that yeah. time that you would normally give them i mean that time you normally give you've got to shorten it as well so you know 7 games in what we're we're just about like what a 10th or 10% of the way through you got to i would say my panic level is like wait wait, wait. so so what is- what number well, that's what I was just gonna say. Uh, my panic level is probably at like a six or seven.
0: You know, I was gonna go exactly seven. I, I'm, I'm, my panic level is high, because the things that you need to fix come from the leader. Um, that's that's where I see it, and that's where a lot of our Twitter poll sees it. It's fire That that's the that's the most votes right now, and, you know, we have a very Portland has a very smart basketball fan base. Um, and if they see something wrong with the coach, I think you got to think it might be the coach. I mean, it's tough.
2: My issue with the Fire Stotts movement, you Fire Stotts, then what? Then what? Who, who, who are you who going who to bring in? With? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who do you bring in? because you don't know how Great they're going to gel point. with your all-stars right like you don't you don't know how how Dame and CJ are going to react to yeah. the, the new face that comes in you know what i mean like stotts has a rapport with these guys they, they 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 do work well together we've seen it in the past there is some sort of x factor this season that is causing Stotts to mess up, Dame to be off. You know, Nurk's coming back from a a significant injury, but, you know, he wasn't that bad in the bubble. So I don't know what what happened between, you know, the end of last season to the beginning of this season, but something happened, and it's completely throwing off everything. Something
0: has happened indeed, and, you know, I'm going to move on to the next comment, and it is from at... Block boy backland, and he commented with, Shake up the lineup. I'd personally insert Trent or Mello into the starting lineup. Miami was right to not play DJJ in the finals. His defense isn't good enough to make up for his lack of offense. If we're not gonna rim cut, or if we're not gonna send him on rim cuts as a catch and shoot, he's almost useless.
2: Tim, what do you think of his comment? I mean I I don't disagree with the fact that he is not a good shooter uh, I, I and, and I don't know if that will ever be his game really the guy is a cutter I mean he was a slam dunk champion for a reason um, I, I, I I agree with changing up the lineups I I don't agree with putting Melo in the starting lineup just because you already have two guys that are average at best at defenders um, you know Nerks Decent, I wouldn't say he's a great interior defender, but you know, he's decent. Um, and and then you know, we, we've we seen flashes from Rocco, but then you throw in Melo in there and it, you're playing Ole defense, right? Or Matador defense, JJ. What do you think of Block Boy Backlands? Comment,
1: yeah, has a point. I think you know, you do need to, there's something that needs to change, right? I don't know if. There's time, just you know, just to weigh it out. But the, if there's one thing that I saw that I liked from the first Warrior game was that uh, how how Derek picked up Curry. I mean, you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna stop Curry, but I thought Great his point. length mm-hmm. was good. Um, I feel that if they utilized his strengths in the right way, so for example, why not have him take the ball from the top of the key and drive and dish. Yeah. yeah, You got CJ and Dame on, you know, on the three-point line. You got Nurk as, you know, down low that you could pass off to.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his handles look like, but I mean, that, that just goes back to keeping the defense honest. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but but you know, what do you think about inserting Gary Trent into the lineup though? Like, I, I thought Trent played pretty decent defense on Curry too.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I definitely wouldn't go with the mellow route.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
0: think we're all kind of out on Melo currently. You know, he can change our minds. Uh, it is a, a, a long season; we still have games to go. Um, but thank you, at Blockboy Backland, for the comment. I'm gonna go to the next one at Dame's Goat. He said, "All three except waited out." So he's talking about trade more Giles and fire and fire Stotts. and then as a trade suggestion, he said trade for Harden. Besides Harden. Um, maybe we should trade for Stotts or trade Stotts for Eric Spolstra. <laughs> I like that. It's probably my favorite comment. Made me laugh. Yeah, that made my day. <laughs> so what, what do you guys think about just trading for a player in general? That's something
1: we haven't discussed. I mean, coincidentally, we have news that Dame was seeking out a trade for Draymond. Yeah. Which... I think would be perfect for this team. Someone that's loud, someone that calls out their players.
2: I think he would definitely inject a lot more passion into this team.
1: Energy, mm-hmm. aggressive aggressiveness when needed. You hate him you hate him when he's not on your team, you love him when he's on your team. He's like Richard yeah. Sherman.
2: But at the same time, I mean his production has dropped a bit too. Do you think Do you think he would have the level of production that
1: we would need? Um, I think for Draymond's production, it's in terms of offense that people look at. But if you saw him with the second Warrior game, his defense was, you know, obviously Curry had 62, but you watch the the highlights or you watch the game in general, like Draymond's presence was known. I mean, Nurk was obsolete. Yeah,
2: I mean... Yes. I mean, I, I will say that I've always known Draymond for his defense. He's always been a pest. My question is, you know, he's also an aging vet. Do you think he would be able to, to kind of elevate his game to, to, to complement the lack of defense with, with Damon CJ? Well, this is, this is something that I was discussing
0: actually with JGA earlier when we heard this news about Lillard wanting a trade for Draymond possibly. I said, "Who are your floor generals on the team? Who is initiating offense? Can you name mm-hmm. really a lot of people, Lillard?" Well, just, and
2: that's it's, basically it's two stars. Well, it's I mean, it's Lillard, when, and when, that's it. Because I mean, well, I mean, yeah, but, CJ, but when, when Dame's he, not on the court, it's CJ. I mean, he's not the greatest uh, initiator, but he, I mean, he does. Go, finish, well, I guess finish your your thought though. So so my point is is that Draymond, with
0: as much offensive slack that he takes for not being a great offensive player, he is a floor general, and I think people who watch the Warriors really know it because he rings the ball up a lot of time, he directs traffic, he gets the team in motion, and I think. With as much isolation basketball that we've been seeing and lack of movement that we've been seeing, I think it's very interesting that Lillard wants someone that's going to hold the offense almost accountable for movement and almost force everyone to get involved.
1: Um, the Warriors won without Quay. They have a rookie center. They have a struggling Oubre, a shrug- like a below average Wiggins. Yeah. And and most of their bench are two-way players from the G League.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like his his still able to sort of tie all that together. I mean, it I don't think it's any accident that Draymond Green was inserted uh for more minutes in that second game and they won and then they won the following game with Draymond Green playing more minutes because I mean, they people have said it before, not just Warrior fans, that Draymond's kind of a, a glue guy. Yep. That he initiates oh, he definitely stuff. Oh, so it's, 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 it's interesting. I'm not arguing that. And I'm... Yeah. Um, what I'm going to bridge this to, though, is that is there someone on the Blazers who can handle the ball, who plays the four or five, who looks for passes, is actually a really good passer... And who plays rim defense
1: what, what's a pass his, for the blazers I, <laughs> i've never seen a pass before <laughs>
0: wait let me <laughs> let me <clears throat> what i was going not, with is, not more
2: than one or two
1: yeah <laughs> <I'm, laughs> not one more yeah
0: i'm actually describing <laughs> harry giles someone who has who's athletic who may need more minutes Do we know that he's a distributor? You know, he's probably better than Cantor. He's probably better than Nurkic.
2: You could put him in a role where he could try to be a floor general. We haven't seen it. So, I mean, he definitely needs more than eight minutes at the end of the game. (laughs) I think
0: he had two minutes, actually, this last game. He had two minutes minutes. between the eight eight and the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter which was awful because it's like how do, you, how do you expect anyone to be in a rhythm at
2: that time you know you know what I got anyway. you know what I got out of that substitution initially I thought okay somebody's injured uh, and then after they pulled him I thought okay maybe Stotz just is grasping at straws because he literally has no idea what to
1: do it seems like that
2: yeah,
0: that's that's actually a great analysis because that's the only reason why you substitute someone in for two minutes in the fourth quarter.
2: Right. I mean, literally the only reason. If you're not gonna, if you you haven't played him except for the majority in garbage time, yeah, all all the way up to this point, but then you throw him in for a couple minutes for what? Yeah, for what? Like what? What and
0: are you expecting to get out of that? If you want someone to get. Two minutes of rest, do it in the third quarter. For real, I actually wanted to ask you guys um, if you guys could give me like a positive outlook for the next couple of games. Um, let's start with JJ. What do you think?
1: I think number one that the strength of schedule is in the Blazers' favor, so we should see a lot more wins. Um, number two, I mean it seems that cj is you know he's 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 getting into his flow and i'm looking forward to see how dame gets into his flow because for me it's it's only up from now on right yeah definitely tim what do you think
2: uh you know not to piggyback on on jj's uh comments but my, my first would be looking forward to seeing Dame turn it around because we know it's coming. Uh, hopefully it's in this next game. Um, but definitely uh, Dame and, uh, you know, my number two would be Gary Trent Jr. That's it. That's my number two. <laughs> I just I want to see him play more. I want to I want to yeah. see him get inserted into the into the starting lineup and I would love to see him just take over a game so it takes the pressure off of our, our two stars you know what I'm gonna
0: piggyback on exactly what you guys said I'm gonna go with the Adidas boys I'm gonna go with Dame Lillard and I'm gonna go with Gary Trent Jr just watching those two play it's gonna be so enjoyable and I know that the sky's the limit for Gary Trent Jr he could be the next great wing of the Portland Trail Blazers, if everything goes right. Now for our next segment and that of course
2: is called Giving Props. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in their respective sports.
0: For example, Wednesday's DFS featured James Harden's assists total at 6.5 assists. If you picked the over, it was worth 85 points. If you picked the under, it was worth 115 points. Thrive Fantasy also had Bradley Beal's point total at 28.5 points. If you picked the over, it was worth 95. If you picked the under, it was worth
2: 105. It's a fun and easy way to get into fantasy. Use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today. And you'll receive an instant deposit match up to fifty dollars on your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Prop up to date indeed, and that gives us
0: that brings us to giving props, and what that means is giving applause, giving kudos to a certain person, story, or situation. And JJ and Tim, I want to know if you give this props. Yesterday, at Chunk ChunkBardee, bar, sorry, let me say this again. <laughs> Yesterday, Chunk Bardee had a tweet that had 44,000 retweets, 2,000 quoted tweets, and 453,000 likes. His controversial tweet was this, putting soup in a square Tupperware that's just not right. It should be a circle one, which is the shape of soup. So the question is, <laughs> do you give props to Chunk Bardi for having beef with those who put soup in square Tupperware? Tim Johnson, I will start with you. Yo, can, I, can
2: I start with saying soup has no shape? <laughs> the shape of soup. <laughs> I don't, do you so give, ridiculous do you give chunk bardi props uh you know you know yeah yeah i give him props because have you ever tried to eat soup out of a square container no i have no, not no that that was a question for you i assume that it's hard <laughs> well it's just it's just not at the very least it's not aesthetically pleasing you know what i mean Always use, the seem natural. Always use the circular Tupperware, in my opinion. Props to sh- whatever his name was, Chef Chef Bardi. Chunk Bardi. Chunk Bardi. JJ, <laughs> what do you think, my friend?
1: I mean, you could clean it out. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Just clean it. <laughs> it's a container, I think. Come on now. I've seen people eat out of random things before.
0: So for the next one. I have Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, has been connected to a potential Reebok buyout. Master P has claimed that Allen Iverson can be the Michael Jordan of Reebok. So the question is, do you guys give Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, props for saying that Allen Iverson
2: can become the Michael Jordan of Reebok? I mean, I'll start off with saying he's he's a little too late, right? like Michael Jordan became the face of Jordan brand because he was Michael Jordan in Jordan's prime, right? Like like Michael Jordan was still doing stuff. The Big 3 is not going to propel Reebok to a higher level than what it's at. You know what I mean? Uh, right. right. I mean, if 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 Allen Iverson was going to be the Michael Jordan of Reebok, He would have already been there you know what i'm saying he had the answer right he had the question yeah that's true jj what what are you saying
1: yeah i mean a little too late and when i say a little he's like a decade or two late
0: yeah you can't really have this (laughs) commercial and be like hey kids buy this shoe oh first go to youtube and click on this link for the (laughs) highlight videos and Yeah, we we can't give props to Master P. I am sorry. And for our next one We have a gentleman that was attending a cricket game When this happens RJ the producer play that video my friend So he pitches the cricket ball he hits it out and a fan tries to catch it he fumbles it and it lands in an old man's drink it lands in his beer the player asks for it back and he says no and he drinks it with the ball still in the cup
1: so the question nice. is do you give this man props I mean we're in like sanitation CON 900 with germs <laughs> so I hope uh, no, I don't give a props. I'm sure
2: it doesn't happen very often in cricket, but what's the difference between that and baseball? We see that in baseball all the time. True. Maybe that guy was an American and he thought that's just what you do. <laughs>
1: Very true. I will say Oops, that... I'll give it props. Maybe he... No props because it's cricket, man. Come on.
0: <laughs> Shots fired. Just you don't... Shots fired well, at the cricket
2: fans just cause, out there. Just because nobody understands cricket.
1: <laughs> just because I know zero people that don't play cricket doesn't mean
2: no, just... <laughs> you know, I, I almost called
0: it a home run, and I was like, shoot, I don't even know the rules. I was like, is this legal? Like, is he supposed to hit it in play? I don't even know. But I will say that maybe he thought that you know, alcohol sanitizes things anyway. So might as well give oh, yeah, this a swig. Anyway, I think I give him props. But you know, with that, that concludes our episode. Once again, I'd like to give a thank you to our special guest, JJ from the Bay Area. Thank you once again for joining us.
1: Thank you, Portland. Keep it weird, keep it weird, keep it weird.
0: Thank you also to our producer rj who's giving us video who's just tying everything together thank you rj the last thank you goes to our fans continue to reply to us on twitter i mean you guys make it really easy for us we love the fan engagement our twitter is at busted bucket and you know more pods are coming the next two games the blazers have the timberwolves and the kings and tim with that
2: what do you got to say That's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening.